to the couch, podcasting your health. Alex the Greek was born up north, but now he lived in the south. Jay Jax was a running back. He won the bowl game with Tulane. Now they worldwide giving you game. Hold the fame to the wall of shame. They gon' talk about fumbles from the owners to the athletes. They gon' call your numbers. Game time, you gon' lay some up or sit them down. Who won the roster for today? Who nursing injuries at the house from the cleats to the couch? <laughs> Hey, appreciate you, bro, for that one. From the cleats to the couch, please like, subscribe. I'm Jay Jackson along with Alice the Greek. About to get into and, one. Uh, Lace up, sit down. You ready to get there? Yeah. All right, all right. Lace them up, sit them down. So first big news coming out today. They had their owners meeting, right? Everyone got together. First formal one. They got a rule change, overtime uh, rule change for the playoffs. Playoffs only. What's your thoughts on that? Playoffs? You going to talk about playoffs? Look, <laughs> Look, what kind of foolishness is this? So we're going we gonna to change the rules for the playoffs, but not the regular season. So players have a difficult time with adjusting with things because once they know the rules, and you know this better than anybody, Belichick's a mental guy. So when he knows the rules, he's going to bend them to the utmost. So so what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, this is foolishness. This is fool I like the rule change, I guess, to give everybody an opportunity to score. But yeah, we talked about it before briefly, and it was, um, you know, defense, we liked it. Give them a chance. But I do 100% agree with you. Great point. Uh, with player adjustability and situational football and getting them in habits. Why not have it uniform across the board? Just change it for January. That definitely doesn't make sense to me. But uh playoffs the playoff. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Straight up. But other news coming out the last two days. Hard knocks. You know, they do the annual thing. Lions gonna be on the hard knocks. Lions sound exciting to you. You can't wait to see what they're doing in the, the backfields and in, in, on the practice fields of uh Detroit. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see what the Lions do, man. They Look, Dallas was born last year because Mike McCarthy doesn't have the energy. Now, on the flip side, Detroit's coach, oh, my God, he's talking about biting kneecaps and all of this <laughs> other stuff. Now, that's the kind of guy I'm interested in watching. You know what I mean? So He, he it, might steal the show. Yeah, 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 because they don't have a lot to uh, talk about. I mean, they have Swift. Um, Okuda seems to be up in the air right now. I guess he's closer to a bust than not. But uh, Jared Goff. I guess we'll see. We'll see what what happens. I I mean, why not help help them out as much as you can? They it's the not lines. much to talk about. If you can, yeah, whatever you can do for them, throw them a bone. I guess let all the the real competitors go compete. We don't need all that uh, cameras during practice time. Absolutely. But, hey, we're almost to April, right? Draft time's yep. here. Drafts coming up. Mm -hmm. Quarterbacks, you know, sometimes change the game as we see in uh, last couple of years with teams winning the Super Bowl. Getting the new quarterback, you need to put you over the top. Or previous ones with that rookie deal and building a good nucleus around it. How many quarterbacks you see getting drafted in the first round this year? It should be zero, but you know, quarterbacks of of the like this is one of the weakest quarterback classes I've seen in a while. Um, I think that some you know guys are going to take chances on quarterbacks. It's been a weird free agencies, uh, guys moving around, Crazy. guys not moving around. So I, I think that if I had to pick. I'd say three. I'd say three quarterbacks in the first round. 
Um, I think Pickett goes first round. I think Malik Willis goes first round. Yes. And uh, Matt Corral, even though he got injured last year for Ole Miss, I think I think he'll go in the first round. But in my opinion, none of these guys really deserve to go in the top. I guess I guess Pickett and maybe maybe Wills late in the first round, kind of like a Lamar situation where a team would trade back in at the back just to try to pick up that fifth option if possible. But my over under is three. Yeah, this is I guess why they've changed the salary like they did for rookies a decade ago or whatnot. But uh the quarterback we said because I'm had to change the game, so we want to take those risks. But I would agree with you. What we're seeing out there, it may almost be uh, you try to force it. And when you force things in. Uh, I don't know. I can't rule nothing in life ever should be forced. I can't think of anything when you're forced. You have to force up. Stop. I'll uh, time out. What am yeah. I doing here? I'm about to get lost in the moment. But hey, we are at that time for draft, right? So let's jump right into this cleats to the couch. Get through this our mock one through ten. And we really can break down where we think these quarterbacks are at. All right. All right cool. Yeah. So when we're talking about April was coming, you know, this time of year, these long uh, days of spring, if you will, but we ain't even got to the dog days of summer. So we're trying to see what they're doing with the draft. Kind of the NFL stretched this out to schedule release, draft, free agency. They're trying to give us 12 months of football. Yeah. Football fanatics, I enjoy it. But this time on drafts, you know me, I'm 50-50 on them. I feel like after your draft, the rookie deals up. Now it's, you know, the meat market, if you will, is all about what you've done for me lately on production. So uh, the, the leeway and the give them, they give them, or the, or the tolerance they give them goes out. We talked about Rojo going to KC, mm-hmm. Bucks fan. I was happy for him, but the rookie contract's done now. Either you take care of the ball, stop fumbling, or you'll probably be out the league in two years. I wish him the best, though, like me, Rojo. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get one through ten here. Give us our mocks. Do you want to uh, start us off where you think we're falling? Yeah, I mean, we already touched on it earlier. I think the quarterback class is extremely weak this year. Uh, I I like to try to give like my picks and who I think they should get, and then who they'll probably get is more than likely what's going to end up happening. But I, I feel like this again, this draft isn't it's it's filled with a lot of depth, but not a, a lot of day one guys who like instant game changers. So real quick before you jump in, you said something uh, back to how I kind of segued us in on forcing stuff. Mm-hmm. So you think because the quarterbacks change it and maybe. Uh, GMs and whatnot are in a situation where, hey, I gotta take this risk now because if I don't, you know, what yeah. I mean? I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna get the leeway of the rookie contract. Same same situation now for the coach on your on your first brought in. You don't mm-hmm. get it right for two three years on the upswing. They're not, they're not patient most places. Everyone ain't Pittsburgh. Well, absolutely. Like you 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 got to look at um, a team like uh, like Carolina. You know, Matt Rule uh, comes in with this this these high expectations he's coming in like he's the king of the hill and all of these things which i guess it's okay to have some confidence in yourself even though you've never done it before at that level but to come in and now have confidence. all you got you don't got the resume right my bad but yeah, yeah, yeah. Good no point. exactly good exactly. point so, so he, he comes in and now he's gonna have to man hell i gotta save my job so what, what can i do i draft this rookie quarterback that buys me a little time um same thing with like pete carroll even though pete carroll's a little longer in the tooth up there in seattle but he gets a Drew Locke and he can say, hey, man, you know, Russ left. So I had Drew. So what, you know, what, what did you expect? He wasn't, you know, this this caliber guy in the first place. So for me, it just buys you that little bit of cushion time to, to sort of turn things around. Same way they did in Chicago last year. 
drafting Justin Fields and those types of guys. So, for sure, for sure. Uh, you want to start us off? Uh, go like five through uh, ten, or how you want to go? Uh, let's let's work from ten to one. Let's let's go. We traditionally done at ten to one. So, so I'm uh, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the flip on my side. Okay, you want to go one to ten? I got a wild card in there real early. Uh, I went ahead and threw a trade uh, option in there. Was you gonna shake oh. it up quick? Oh, we can do trades. See, I they didn't know we could do trades. I just did a quick mock. I feel like to the point of forcing things, they're gonna okay. have to force something around here. So I did throw a quick trade in there. I did. All right. I know what you do in top ten. You kind of want to save that number one for the end, but on this one, hey, we're gonna, I'm gonna jump right out number one. Now, if you want me to flip one through three and you go back ten the other way, we meet in the middle. I'm good with no, that. No, no, let's let's go one through three. Let's just go one through three. I'll let you start because I'm curious to see what you got. All right, so I got Jags number one, right? Yep. Last year they were number one, but number one again. Typically, you back-to-back number ones, things ain't good. <laughs> things ain't good. But anyway, they did make some little splashes in free agency, at least from a money standpoint. And they brought in some speed on the outside with Zay Jones, uh, Christian Kirk. They had two back guys in the back bringing uh, the rookie from last year that was out. And then James Robertson's still there. So I feel like protecting all that, protecting Trevor, the investment, you got to go O-line. I don't care about the hype on defense. You better protect what you've got. If you want that ball to go 50 yards, you got to give him time for the five-second drop. So I'm jumping right out there with Evan Neal, big boy out of Bama. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. something you always say through football, you can't coach size. Effort, everything else, you can try to find a way to motivate a guy and push him. But you can't make him grow two, three inches. You can't make him add 50 pounds. 10, 20 is one thing. But he's 6, 7, 3, 50. That's yeah. a big boy. He's moving people. Um, so you want to O-lineman to me. Again, you know me, I'm not huge on college even being a breakdown games type, but I see that size and just like bam, yeah, you plug him in, he'll, he'll stuff a he'll stuff a gap for you. Yeah. So I have here. Now this is where it gets funny. So uh number two, you got the Lions up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they got new coach, they already got a little draft capital. Um, I feel like that coach likes defense. So I'm going right back to the SEC. That's where the talent's at. That's why they're always in the final four, two or three of them, you know. That's what they do. Um, Trevon Walker, again, size. Can't coach size. Mm-hmm. Boy, 6'5", 270, coming out of Georgia. You're looking for a guy to build a foundation around. They tried it with Sue. Sue's done great in Tampa. I love you down here, bro. Good stuff. Decent out there in L.A. with the Rams and having Vita Vey next year and Aaron Donald in a little bit. But being the feature guy, I don't know about the feature guy. So maybe they find that featured guy now in uh, Trevon Walker for sure, too. Now, three, Texans. This is where things could get funky. Texans, if he's happy with his quarterback, could he trade out of that? Could he trade out of the jump in? It's Lovey Smith. I think Lovey Smith's going to go ahead and go defense. That's what he did in Chicago. That's where he made his name in the NFL. And there's two guys there getting a lot of hype as we get closer. One boy's out of Michigan, Aiden uh, Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Kavon Thibodeau coming out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. So if you want to start building yourself a line, you're in the NFC North. You got to deal with, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and going nowhere. Looks like Justin Fields up and coming fast. And then you got Dalvin Cook. So you're going to want to start dealing with that line pretty soon. That's who I have one through three. No, I, I like it. Um, so I'm almost, almost the exact same. Um, obviously, coach guys, right? Like big boy, like that. It's this yeah. capital there. Yeah. So, um, I started with obviously with Jacksonville first. Um, so, so my my note is so obviously I got Aiden Hutchinson going first, the edge out of Michigan. Yeah. But uh, my preference 
on my notes was to go with Evan Neal, you know, offensive tackle from Alabama. The only reason I was I was hesitant about about going with Evan Neal, even though that's who I would pick, is they already have Cam Robinson, but they don't seem sold on Cam Robinson. So they franchise had him two years in a row. So that that raises a red flag to me. But what are you going to do with a guy who you're playing, paying that much money to? And um, then they drafted a right tackle last year. Why it? Why is something at, at right tackle? I can't. I can't catch his last name, but he's um, the right tackle. So they got two. You know, a relatively young guy. So if they were able to move Cam Robinson for good value, um, I would do it. If not, I would really trade the pick. But if they can't trade it and get enough value from it, then I think they're going to go with Aiden Hutchinson. Even though I think Evan Neal with the first pick. So. So because I, of the I thought I would do if it was me, but you're probably right. You're going by what's more realistic. I kind of went, hey, if it was me in that spot, what I'm doing. I'm Evan Neal all day. All I'm day. You're on the same page on both sides. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So um they'll probably go Aiden Hutchinson because it's Jacksonville, but I would go Evan Neal if it were me. Uh two, the Lions. Um, I have that I trade back, um, get a couple additional picks later, move back a few spots, and I would draft interior defense alignment. But again, this is Detroit, so I think they're going to stick with the board and they're going to draft Kayvon Thibodeau, edge of Oregon. Um, both of these guys are similar. I actually like Thibodeau a little bit more than Hutchinson, um, but at the same time, I guess you can go either way with those guys. And then third, um, Evan Neal, Alabama, tackle Alabama. Now, if for some reason Neal went earlier, I had Kayvon Falls, take him. Run to the podium as fast as you can if you're Houston. And take them, take them, take them, take them, take them. If Evan Neal's on the board at three, you can't you can't do anything but take them. So those are my top three. Again, we were super close on that anyway, oh, yeah. but it's it's inevitable. That's that's it should be it should be Evan Neal, Evan Neal trade back, and um, Kayvon falls to him. But who who knows, man? Who knows? These these three teams are first three picks for for a reason. And, and I feel like they've always been in the top ten last at least last couple of years, but you know. I don't know if they're getting yeah. out anytime soon with just one draft. So I'm going to get to the trades where I think someone got a little more equity right now. We get the four, five, six. All right. So what you at got? four, I got the Jets. Again, last year they went and got rookie uh, receiver Elijah Moore. They got Michael Carter. They picked up the quarterback. They got the offensive pieces there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moving the offense. We talked about, you know, the change the rules because people aren't even committing to the other half of the game of defense and getting the stop. So. Mm-hmm. It's offense where we're going to land, get some more O-line to protect you guys there, and uh, give that rookie our second-year guy, Zach Wilson, a little more time. So uh, positions, eh, Charles Cross seems pretty decent. Akim, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Akim McQuan. Yeah. Uh, he yep. looked, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, Quan looked decent. Uh, that's why I had them at four. O-line, again, some young investments, trying to help out the mother skill positions you had. Yeah. Uh, five, this is why I had a little move. So Giants got five right now. And they mm-hmm. got that seventh pick. Um, on paper, it looks like they got some guy in the running back spot in the quarterback spot. But I don't know. The results ain't been there. They ain't been consistent. New regime in there. They're not committed yeah. or handcuffed to nobody. You could definitely pivot. I got them trading. Got them trading. They make the trade right there. They already got some draft. They can back out of it. Um, there's been some talks. I've seen the Lions uh, flirting and say, oh, we might – take a young quarterback trying to probably set the stage so someone would jump up to their spot instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know guys behind them might have a little more in that top 10 and could definitely pivot. Jets and Giants both picking in that top 10. 
I had the Giants doing it. I had Seattle running up and getting their boy. So I had Seattle coming up and going to grab Willis, going look for Russ 2.0, um, trying to save a little face there. They got the you know, receiver core we talked about before. I had them jumping up. They got the draft stock. They got the equity there. They could definitely uh, swing one or two or just trade spots and see what else they got to give them because it only drops the Giants back to the uh, ninth spot. So they, instead of going 5-7, they go 7-9. So I got Willis first splash of the draft right there at five. Yeah. Six Carolina. Now that's why I got him jumping because Carolina's in the same boat. So Carolina's almost in a in a better situation than the Giants, even though the roster might not look as uh, close because their division don't look as close either. You know, Tom's here. We're gonna run this ride. I'm loving it. And I'm hoping they can find a way to transition over. I like how they're locking up the skill positions for more than one year. So hope for making either groom someone in that with the talent around them or Make it attractive for the free agent, but in the day, self doesn't look great in the three-year projection right now with two. So if you can get that guy, can forcing situations, forcing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Seattle got a jump. Carolina's right there. Hey, who's next left over? You know, Kenny Pickett goes. Then we're taking Malik. Malik goes. We're taking Kenny. And I got kind of them hipping it back to back right there, five six, and then seven. Hey, then we got to go back to the offensive line. Got to figure what's happening there. So, again, those two guys I named, Charles Cross and uh, Quantum, whoever don't go, I think the Giants picked them up in that seventh spot. That's where I had them. The one wild card I'll throw out, it'll be a hell of a reach in 2022 NFL drafts, but I wouldn't mind seeing it happen from my pick, if you will, like you were saying. Um, Spiller, we had a Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher got an eye for bats. Dalvin Cook's one guy he had. It was this hand-picked dude. Let me see what he's doing. This guy back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, you know, back-to-back 10-plus touchdowns, 13, 17, whatever it was the last two years. You can bring some of him in, like him, and then all of a sudden Saquon gives you a whole lot of equity. You got a blue chip to move maybe same day. Reload some more of them picks. So you come in there now. You got, you're going to give Danny Dimes maybe another day or so, you know, another year. You all of a sudden got your running back, and then you just traded that quarterback pick uh, to Seattle. To jump back, you can still go grab another lineman two picks later. Atlanta's coming up, and then you. And Atlanta's got more holes than old line right now. So that's where I stopped at seven. Okay. Um, See, I got a little shaky there, right? All of a sudden, make you make that splash one trade, and, and shit start dribbling. Excuse my language. You know, you start yeah. rippling, and uh, all of a yeah. sudden, and that's when the force happens. When someone makes a run on a position, the dominoes start hitting quick. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't see that one coming. So so how do how how do they inquire Spiller? Like how do how does no, no they're already they're already there. So five they trade, six Carolina picks, seven is the giant draft pick. Okay. So with the draft pick, you want to get 2022 is a reach RB. You said a running back? You said get Spiller at, at, at seven? They get you some draft stock and make that trade same day. Big weekend in Vegas, right? Time to go ahead and roll that out there. See if I can build some capital and put myself in position. Saquon, wow, Saquon played a full season. His rookie season. Who was that? Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. Yeah, just one season. One season, like four four years or whatever it is now. He yeah. was on. Yeah, it ain't been good. So at this point, if you got you can trade him same day, and uh, go ahead and grab one. It's a stretch, but I'm cool with that stretch. And again, wow. pick up some more draft stock. You trade your fifth away. You you got your running now. You go there. If you're not gonna make a move like that and try for the double. Double up to have a little uh, bit to rebuild with. Got to go all the end of the day. Trenches, like we always say, that's what, that's what the games are won and lost. So if you ain't going to yeah. try to make a, a move for equity, you're making a move for value, and now you're in the lines. I like it. 
All right, so fourth on the Jets, I have whatever offensive tackles available. Yeah. Whatever if there's a tackle available, take them. So in this spot, I got a Kwame from NC State. Um, but I also had Trayvon Walker. If for some odd reason Trayvon Walker fell down, I'm like, listen, you you as much as you need offensive line help, that guy's a beast. Walker's a monster. So uh whatever tackles available, get them. Uh with the fifth pick. The Giants, the Giants had uh they they definitely need offensive linemen, but I figured they could wait maybe just a little bit. So I have them taking Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. Um, they're talking about trading James Bradbury for probably like a conditional third, you know, late round pick, so a fifth, sixth round pick. So with that being said, you're gonna have a, a lot of holes in the secondary. And and that division, you don't really you don't really want to be lacking secondary help. So for me, I got Sauce Gardner, DB. Corner, Cincinnati. Um, six, I have Trevon Walker. So this is the spot that I actually have him selected. Yeah, slide, yeah. So if he if he does for some reason slide, then he won't slide past Carolina at six. I know you got a lot of other needs, quarterback being a huge one, but you really need the the pressure to passer in that division. You know, you got Brady standing in the pocket. If you don't push the pocket, he's gonna terrorize you for a while. Uh no. No other team in that division has a quarterback as of yet, so I wouldn't even be that concerned. You maybe try to get Garoppolo or get somebody else who comes available at that spot. And um, to round out with seven, I had uh, Charles Cross, offensive lineman, Mississippi State. Um, the Giants, you know, I said they needed offensive line help earlier. That's This was that fallback guy. Carolina may take a lineman, but chances are they won't because they're Carolina. And so Charles Cross falls into the lap. But if for some reason Charles Cross is gone, I had Jermaine Johnson. Edge from FSU is a backup for them. I like him. So it's man, it's funny. We we really do. We're like we're really close on this on this paper. So the funny thing is, I had Sauce Carter if they didn't trade it out. And him I had two names there because again, I'm, I don't follow as close as you do as college level. But uh, Derek Sting, uh, Stingley on LSU. Mm-hmm. So I had a cross to hate one or the other. But I had them at the corner if they didn't jump out of there. And I'm thinking corner at five, I'm coming back at two more. Carolina's got more holes than a little bit. They're not going to reach on the corner right now. So um, that's why I had maybe making a move. I felt like out of the ones in that top five or so, you know, top six, we could make a move for someone to jump up for that QB. They're probably in the best spot out of the Texans, you know, Lions, Jags, uh, Jets. Yeah. So I felt like they would be the ones that could make that move. And so – I'm curious to see your eight through ten because obviously we got Atlanta coming up. Shout out my boy Terry Fontenot, GM over there in yeah. Atlanta. But so eight, yeah, no, we're gonna go right there. So Atlanta, I got them going back to their honey hole. They've done well with uh, Alabama receivers. They got Pitts right now on the hash. They brought Mariota, make him serviceable for a year. Maybe they don't feel they need to reach as much. Uh, taking a different philosophy, or maybe going. Maybe I'm missing this. Maybe he's going with the what we saw before the young rookie quarterback. On a deal, he's gonna jump quarterback. Mm-hmm. I went the other way, I'm going receiver and looking at like uh Jameson Williams out of Alabama going right back to that and thinking, Hey, I got Pitts back here. I'm gonna work with Patterson, make him that X factor, and then get a big boy outside who can stretch it. And Mariota, you know, could be serviceable, look decent if, if he wanted to wait another year because we both agree maybe uh they're seeing the same thing in Atlanta where talent at quarterback spot may not be worth that top 10 pick this go around. So if you're just going to get by, get by and get that one next year when uh, it looks a little better. So I got him there at the receiver. Now uh, Seattle, if they didn't trade up, they'd be here at nine, right? I got the Giants here at nine. 
So now I got him going for whoever's left out of those two quarters we just mentioned. Like I say, we were on the same page and still seeing how they wanted to build or should build. But I do think if they had equity, it would swap out. Um, Seattle jumps you. You see where Carolina's at at six. They're not going corner. You own seven. So yeah. now you're looking at Carolina and Atlantic. If you fall to nine, is there much threat for them uh, taking what you need? Probably yeah. not. So I thought it was a safe bet with uh, Giants at nine. And then uh, finishing that off, I'm just going to go ahead and jump to 10. So I'm not leaving one open. Get back to the Jets. Jets could use uh, a little bit of everything all around. That's why I had your boy Jermaine Johnson. So big boy, uh, FSU. Again, size. That guy's like 6'5", 270. You know what I mean? Talking about filling up a hole. Um, that's where I had him. So, yeah, it was our, as far as talent goes, looking at the paper, seeing how measurables play, where they're coming from, what they're doing. End of the day, executing, digging them cleats in the field and making it happen. Uh, we're really seeing it pretty close. I'm actually, I had a couple of smirks as you were saying names. I seen you doing the thing because, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that's a good one. Yeah. So I, I like I like where you were going with it. And so just to kind of jump ahead a little bit, um, I told you earlier with seven with the Giants, I had them taking Charles Cross, but the backup was Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. At ten, I actually had Jermaine Johnson going to the Jets as well. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. So at eight, at eight, um, this was this was the difficult one for me because I thought they could go quarterback um, at this particular spot, and I, I thought if they did, they go with with Malik Willis. But uh, just just thinking about it, I'm like, they if you got to pick the best best player available, best pair, player available BPA, then in my opinion, they're gonna take Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. I, I really like yeah. I really like what I'm seeing from from Kyle. Um, this he's he's like top five talent for sure. But the other guys, you know, safeties. Some people don't value safety as as important as important. Dallas definitely does it. So for me, Kyle Hamilton goes to Atlanta with the eighth pick. Um, at the ninth pick, Seattle Seahawks select Derek Stingley, cornerback from LSU. So again, we were really close in a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these things. Um, Stingley earlier, you know, could have gone somewhere like to the Jets or even to the Giants, but I, I think that Stingley's gotten a little less effective over the years. His freshman year, he was a stud, but looking at it now, um, I like what Sauce has been able to do um, in locking people up. Stingley has a little, you know, I even heard a little rumors about his immaturity, but that that goes for a lot of these young guys who come out in their super effective when they're in high school and really good early on in, in their collegiate career. So Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame at eight to Atlanta, nine to Seattle. I got Derek Stingley and 10 to the Jets. I got Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. My top 10. No, that was uh, yeah, solid. You going off for blue chips and value. It makes sense. Uh, definitely makes sense. I was thinking, hey, someone's going to feel forced. So let me see who I think could afford to make a pick um, a trade out of it and who would be the one that got a little equity to jump. So uh, if Atlanta's behind you, Carolina's behind you, you definitely want to jump and look at that fifth spot with the Giants guy. I think that's your best spot if you're someone looking to jump. Um, Seattle, I like where you went with it because I think what should happen and what would happen, I think you might get forced because it's kind of been a slow death. It's been a, even with Russ there, it ain't been good. So I like where you're going going with defense, and the reason why is if Pete, uh, if I'm Pete, Back to what got you there, man. When you came into this thing, you went defense. You had a nice yeah, run yeah. back. You had a running game. The line wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And then you started trying to change the philosophy and follow the trends. That's why I say super teams and stuff 
we get caught up in it, you know. Yeah. It's cool, top 10 on the ESPN, all that stuff's fun. But, you know, me, I'm working on the time for you as well. I like doing this. Uh, you watch it and you see what you see. Sometimes you, that'll throw you off and you forget what you're here for. You yeah. Come get that defense. Get that rookie guy on the quarterback deal. And go back mm-hmm. and do it, you know, where, where you make the name. Um, you know talent. You've shown that. So if you want to uh, fall on a sword or live on a sword, that should be your sword. You want to start trying to force stuff again. I don't force nothing in life. Picks, whatever it may be. Don't force that one. That ain't a good move. Yeah, I, I like it, man. So get in the comment section. Let us know who was who was who we were tripping about, who we weren't tripping about. Yes. Um, I like it. I like that you put trades in, though. I really like that. I, I try. I wanted to go with some trades. A lot of trade backs. That's that's for me to get more value on some of these teams like Detroit, Houston, the Jets, the Giants. Hell, all of them. You know, <laughs> move back and, yeah. and gain more. You know, more opportunities. I, I kind of like Belichick's approach, where he comes in and says quantity over yeah. necessarily it's like 50, 50, man. Yeah, you gotta fill your roster. Fill your roster yeah. with a bunch of bunch of really solid guys, and you'll have a good team. That's in my opinion. So get in the trenches, have some good guys, fit your system, and I think you'll be good. Um, would you? Hey, we'll get eleven through twenty next one. Start keep, continue getting this draft, but uh, let's shake this up on the no huddle. Yep. I shook it up then, boy. I shook it up. I think I might got the shaking late, but it's all right. It's getting late. So uh, I'll flip one to you real quick. They're talking so, about little clips now from the depositions of uh, Deshaun Watson getting out. Like, I don't know if it's like a, a cancer culture. I don't know if it's someone's got like a little tidbit up their sleeve. But you clear the guy back and forth. This rumor's like, hey, they're not going to put him on the commissioner exemption list, but suspension can still be uh, out there. You alluded to it last show when we talked about maybe keep Baker around. I didn't really want to respond because my take on that shouldn't be even a question. Maybe sat down for a year. Like, I don't know what we're talking about. So what is your take on You think it's like an intentional, like, you know, smear thing happening here, or is that just more of a PR pressure to, to, to look like we're going through the motions here because I – I don't know. I, I, I laughed when Robert Kraft got through his deal. Hey, that was my take on it. Whatever. I don't really remember what happened after that because it didn't get talked about. I, actually, I do. It got the, he didn't pay the judge to dissemble all the uh, evidence and make sure it never hit the daylight again. And that was, that was it. But it definitely wasn't the top news. It wasn't hitting the feeds all day, every day um, after the first week. What you uh, think's happening here with Watson? Are they going to spend them? you think it's intentional? you think it's more PR pressure? Where is this coming I think it's a little bit of everything. I think that they're trying to sort of navigate it, put it out there in the in that in that stratosphere and just kind of see what sticks and um see kind of like what direction the people are leaning towards. The people are more like, ah, okay, he paid his dues, or how however they react, they're gonna kind of go off of that. But in my in my personal opinion, I think that they're gonna suspend him. I don't know for how long, but I think it's a minimum of six, six games. Uh the reason I say that is because obviously being a cowboy fan, Ezekiel Elliott goes to court over all these different allegations. He's found innocent in Ohio, found innocent in Florida. The NFL still comes in and suspends him for six games. So for them to not suspend Deshaun after after all of this stuff, all the court proceedings and all of that stuff would be like a slap in the face to a lot of the other guys that they've done something like that to. Tom Brady, same thing, you know, being like, oh, he's deflated ball. Whatever the situation may be, they didn't have to suspend Tom Brady for that, but they did. So this was set a bad precedent. So I think they're going to suspend him for at least 
at least six games. So that's that's my thoughts on that. As you say that, I, I, I hear you. It sounds about right. Like the, the PR person is going to push him there. That's crazy. That, yeah, that's where we at, I guess. Yeah, the, the NFL is the own police department. Um, so speaking of Kraft, you brought up Kraft a minute ago. Um, yeah. Robert Kraft said, uh, I read an article, said, he said, it bothers me we haven't won a playoff game in three years. Y- y'all on y'all on the path <laughs> of the Cowboys, so I just want to let you know that. So we haven't won a playoff game in three years. Do you see any changes coming? No. So not immediately, at least. Um, it's funny, I, I talked about it, I alluded to it at least a few shows ago. Uh, I think they got a philosophy and a process up there. They knew where they were at. So the third year back, you know, I think he had the gimme set in the second year back. So two years ago last year, I think they maybe wanted a little more mm-hmm. out of it. But I think he's still going to give it up too easy. The fans of New England, the PR pressure, and the media up there. Um, I talked to family, cousins, you know, friends, whatnot. And even like seeing a little struggle last year, they're flipping out. Oh, we got to do X, Y, Z. And it's like as if the sky's falling. I hate to say it, but it almost got spoiled their 20-year run up. You're never going to see it again. It was a hell of a run. I get it. Um, hell of a run. So you start getting used to it. You got people that were, you know, going third grade, and then they've seen the first championship. And now they had graduated, had two kids, and they're seeing their six. Like, it was a lifetime run. This, this was a hell of a run. Yeah. So uh, you get accustomed to winning. You got to kind of try to help usher them through this process. Um, I'm always arguing, actually, because I say, listen, I'm okay with it. Look on paper. He's went and picked up uh, Jabil Peppers. I look at the 01, 02, 03, you know, the beginning years of uh, Belichick there and what the uh, roster looked like prototype-wise. Pretty close, pretty close. Take away the names. Just start putting down what the prototype of that position is and what that person is doing and what their value is and all that. And it looks like we're running the same formula. Now, obviously, you know, Tom Brady, a couple guys special, put you over the top and you hit a couple. But uh, maybe we're not necessarily there being competitive in the playoffs when they wanted to try to make some noise that already said out that this is the year either so i think there's two only nothing's coming from it i think uh they're trying to help usher those guys have had a really nice run through a little bit of a process where it might not be uh all rainbows and parades you know all right so you have any other ones for me because i got one more if you don't not really that was it the overtime you covered on it okay i got one more i'm here checking uh What's on the feed and all that. So Goodell says concussions declined 21, 2021 despite the 17th added game. We knew before they added that 17th, they wanted to add an 18 season, uh, 18 season, 18 game season. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, they do stuff like this back to that PR, right? They go ahead and start planting those seeds now. Oh, mm-hmm. safety looks like it's a little better. Oh, we're changing some rules. Ah, oh, ratings are, you know, all that good thing to help build and create the context for the support to move to where they're trying to go. Um, what you think about 18? What you think about 18 adding another game or, or going that way? Because obviously they're trying to look at that 17 that goes success, uh, success and they're definitely already creating the schedules to uh, run that rotation. Yeah, it's it's going to happen regardless. It's going to happen. And, I mean, what else did you expect them to say? Oh, man, concussions just went up three times as, three <laughs> times as much as it's been in the past. No, he's going to say what he's supposed to say. How can we generate more money? That's his job is to generate more money. He doesn't really – have to care about the, the the players or the coaches or any of those guys. So he comes in, the numbers look better. Regardless of how he's got to those numbers, the numbers look yeah. better. So we should be able to play an 18 game, no problem. 17, no problem. 18, same difference. So they're going to get their money. That's what they're going to do. That's what the NFL is all about. And 
they're not going to have a shortage of players if if even half of them get concussed they just bring a whole new crop of guys in the tap the skills go down a little bit but the, it'll still be a sellable product so that's what it's, it's going to happen for sure for sure so uh last thing i got for you so saints coach dennis allen said Taysom hill so will be focusing on playing tight end what in the bleep is he doing like so sean payton had him at quarterback and now dennis allen comes in he's like yeah play tight end you're yeah, I remember they give that crazy contract too. He, he ain't tying himself to them. That's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, these ain't my guys. I ain't picked them right now. Due to market, we're gonna give this guy backup money. That's why James took a while to sign. And we took mm-hmm. your 14 million. I felt personally disrespectful, but that's what they did. And he's disconnected himself same way from uh Jason. So they're all buying time, coming in, changing philosophy, shuffling things. We'll get to them here on this next show, but uh exactly what he's doing. He's trying to Again, ushering that fan base into a, a process change here. Um, I personally don't think they should need much ushering. They've only been a decade since they won the Super Bowl. Really ain't done much beyond that last 10. But for whatever reason, they seem to think that they're a great organization that wins a lot. So, you know, I get it. New Orleans, if it's one thing and anything in that city, it's uh, their football time. It's the Saints, right? So, yeah. they're going to try I, to keep I, them together. I love you, New Orleans. I love you. <laughs> it all looks good. You were home. I love you. I love you so much. So um, great part today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like, subscribe, become part of the Couch Crew. Let us know about our top 10. If you change anything, give us your top 10 in the comment section below. And uh, till next time. Share it. Share it. That's it. Please sit